Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Is there something causing anxiety in your life because it's taking way too long? Either it's taking too long to happen or too long to go away. James chapter 5 has some encouragement for you. Be patient, brothers. Those of you who know me well probably heard the scripture reading just now and thought to yourselves, Daryl Ferguson is going to teach about patience? (laughs) Is that supposed to be some kind of joke or what? I kind of had that thought when I got to this passage and I was praying about it. Uh, Patience has never really been my specialty my whole life. In fact, I've got a little recording. Do we have the recording we could play? I want you to hear this. This is me. What is it, Daryl? I want something to eat. Yeah, I'm going to fix supper pretty soon. Okay. What? Mom. What? I want something. Now. How about waiting a few minutes and I'll make you a hamburger, okay? Daddy, I want a hamburger now. How about in a few minutes? No, I want one now. My mom was making an audio recording, a letter sending, she's going to send to her mom, and I politely intervened with my request. Uh, that, that recording was made 45 years ago. Did you notice, I want to play that for you, did you just so you can notice this. Did you notice the impact it had on me when my mom made her suggestion about waiting a few minutes? Zero impact, right? It did not, it was an excellent suggestion. It ricocheted off my little two-year-old skull like a BB off a steel bunker. Uh, the only impact it made on me was it made me start hyperventilating. I don't know if you caught that, but... Um, In this section of the book of James, James is is telling us, be patient until the Lord's coming. Now, the challenge of preparing a sermon on this passage, how does that help? Have you ever been anxious and hurried, impatient, upset about something, some delay, and and somebody walks up to you and says, be patient, and it helped? (laughs) Has that ever helped? Uh, you're just like, oh, thanks. Yeah, that fixes everything. I was, I was feeling anxious and upset and everything, but now that you told me to be patient, oh, I feel great. Uh, it's not how it works, right? For most of us, being told to be patient makes us even less patient than we were to begin with. Uh, so, so if that's the case, how is this passage going to help us? James is telling us to be patient, How's it going to help? Well, actually, it's extraordinarily helpful because James doesn't just tell us to be patient. He gives us three very inspiring examples of patience that are going to show us how to do it. Uh, But before we look at those three examples, let's just begin by making sure we know exactly what patience is. Uh, because, Because sometimes we have a little bit of a shallow definition. When we tell our kids, be patient, usually all we mean by that is something like, calm down and stop asking if we're there yet, right? Or... Or, you know, if it's time to eat. But there's so much more to patience than just that. Um, How would you define patience? It's a biblical definition. What would you say? Is it just passive resignation? Just, well, 
Que sera, sera, you know, I can't do anything about it, whatever, I, I guess this is a reality. Is that patience? No, no, we know that's not patience because God is patient with the wicked, but he's not passively resigned to their behavior, right? He's not up in heaven saying, well, I can't do anything about that, so I guess I just have to, whatever. No, no. Patience is not passive resignation, nor is patience just simply moving slowly, and never being in a hurry. Sometimes people think that's patience. Don't be in such a hurry. Be patient. Slow down. Um, and in some cases, people will miss opportunities in the name of patience. Or in the name of patience, they'll justify sloth or inactivity um, or lack of faith even. They're so overly cautious about everything that they'll never move ahead on anything unless all their ducks are in a row, everything's lined up, every contingency is covered, and every potential problem is planned for. And they can't trust God for any of that. It's all got to be lined out. And, and by the time they get it all lined out, the opportunity is long gone. And so they're missing opportunities. Instead of moving out on faith or seizing an opportunity, they just say, well, I'm being patient, you know. I don't want to get out ahead of God on this thing. In reality, there's no danger they're going to get ahead of God. God is way ahead of them. He's so far ahead of them, he's, they've lost sight of him. They're saying, I don't want to get ahead of God, and God's been waiting for them to move for the last year. So we know that patience isn't inactivity. It's not idleness. Um, uh, it's not moving slowly. We know that it's not idleness because the example that, look at the example that James gives for patience. The farmer, right? Uh, farmers are incredibly patient, but they're certainly not idle, right? They're known for being hard workers. So if patience isn't passive resignation, and it's not just moving slowly all the time, uh, erring on the side of of caution, and it's not um, idleness and inactivity, what is it? What is patience? I'd say the most basic meaning of the biblical term, if you look up all the times the word is used, the most basic meaning is, Patience is giving more time for the resolution of a problem. It's allowing time. Uh, the two men who were in arrears in paying their debt in Matthew 18, both of them said the exact same thing. Be patient with me and I'll pay back everything. What are they saying? Give me more time. Give me time. In 2 Peter 3.9, it says the reason that it's taking as long as it's taking for Jesus to return is because God is being patient with unbelievers so that they can have time to come to Christ, come to faith in Christ and be saved. So patience is basically um, uh, extending the deadline for resolution of a problem. Anytime suffering is involved, our most natural deadline for resolution to the problem is now, right? Right now. I mean, you all laughed at me on the tape, but don't we all do the same thing? We all do that. Someone's mistreating you, something's unfair in your life, you're being hurt, you're in pain, or, there's, or, or maybe there's something you wish you had, you really, really want it, but you, you don't have it, and so you ask God, and God says, same thing my mom said in the tape, how about in a little bit, and we start hyperventilating. <laughs> it's like, no, I want relief from this suffering now, right now. I want this person to stop hurting me now. God says, well, how about in 10 years when my timing is just right? No, no, not in 10 years, God. My deadline is now. When I was two, the non-negotiable deadline for dinner was the split second I got hungry. Okay, that's the deadline. We all tend to be like that, which is why we have so much anxiety. See, most of our anxiety comes after the deadline hits whatever our mental deadline is, before that, we don't have anxiety. We can wait. 
whenever my, whatever my mental deadline is for the resolution of problem, it's, it's when that hits that I start to have anxiety. I'll, I can tell you right now, I have zero anxiety right now about the fact that none of my Christmas shopping is done. Why? Well, because it's August, and my deadline for that isn't until December 24th. So I'm, I'm good. I'm not tired enough to go to sleep right now, um, but that's okay because my, it's not bedtime yet, right? My deadline for needing to feel tired is bedtime. And the anxiety won't hit until that comes. If you got up and go, if you, so you get up tomorrow, you go to work, you work eight hours, you get up Tuesday, go again, another eight hours. You don't wake up Wednesday morning all flustered and upset thinking, man, I've worked 16 hours so far this week and I don't have a dime. I've been paid a dime. Why? Why? Because you know it's not payday yet. You're not expecting it yet. You know it's Wednesday morning. Your, your employer is keeping track of your hours, and when payday comes, you'll get paid for the whole thing. Now, if what you think is payday comes and goes and still no paycheck, now you've got anxiety, right? Anxiety comes after the deadline. So, so what is patience? Patience is when I adjust my deadlines to match God's. It's when I adjust my expectations so I don't require things to be over before God says they're supposed to be over. So here's a a working definition I can give you for patience. Here it is. Patience is a recalibration of the clock of my expectations to synchronize with divine providence. It's a recalibration of the clock of my expectations to synchronize with divine providence. That's patience. Impatience is when I get confused and I expect it to be payday on Wednesday morning. I got, my, I got my deadline too soon. James is writing to people who are suffering tremendously and, and they're getting upset and they're getting agitated and they're getting worked up and as a result they start turning on each other, which happens, right? When you have suffering in a church and there's pressure, then you start to get fighting and, and, and problems and they're, they're fighting each other. All through the book of James you see this. They're speaking against each other. They're starting to doubt God. And so James writes this passage to remind them, hey, look, calm down. It's only Wednesday morning. Right? It's not payday yet. God will take care of your problems on payday. It's not payday yet. Just be patient. Be patient. Most of the deadlines we set are subconscious. It's not, it's not like you're consciously thinking, oh, if this relationship problem isn't resolved by 2 p.m. on March 3rd, I'm going to get upset. In fact, a lot of times... Even if someone asked you, at what point will the anxiety in your heart start cranking up if this issue isn't resolved, you wouldn't be able to give a date or a time. But whether we can articulate it or not, we very often have embedded expiration dates on our patients. You run into a traffic slowdown and you're just fine. Barely give it a second thought. But deep down inside somewhere, there's an embedded time limit. And if you're still sitting in that traffic jam after that limit, you start getting worked up. And this principle extends beyond just time. We all have all kinds of subconscious limits on things. Every person in your life has a budgeted amount within which they can do things you don't care for. Up to that limit, you're fine, but once they go over it, you get mad. For people you love, that limit might be really high. For the guy in the car next to you on the highway, it might be really low. So here's the question. Do you have any anxiety in your life right now due to people or situations that have gone over budget? It's happened too many times. It's gone on too long. 
too expensive, too painful, whatever the category, do you have some lingering background anxiety because someone or something has gone over budget? Some deadlines are necessary, but ask yourself, is some of the anxiety in your heart right now due to an arbitrary limit that you've set on something that really could be extended? Well, let's talk to God about it in prayer. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sighing. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. Father, your timing is perfect. I believe that. Help my unbelief. You're never early and never late. Your decision about when things should happen is always, always better than mine. Thank you that I can trust you to oversee my days and govern the calendar of my life. I praise you for your infinite wisdom and for the perfection of your plans for me. I don't know what you have in store for me today, Lord, but I do know your mercies are new every morning. I can't wait to see what they'll be today. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.